You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. Take a video, no This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser like Razor. And we're back. <laughs> back so soon. Back so soon <laughs> to do a Eurovision special. Yeah. We, we watched it yesterday. We're going to get into it. Before we do it, <laughs> shall we do some feedback? Yes. Well, first of all, I've just bit of personal admin from okay. uh, from my friend Millie on our Instagram. She says, "Babes, I gave all your Marion Keys books to the charity shop. I'm sorry." So that's uh, I must have just left some books. Uh, I used to live with Millie in London <laughs> before I moved here, and she took my stuff to the charity shop. I didn't even remember leaving my Marion Keys books there. So do you think you got this from W. H. Smith? I absolutely did. Mm. I actually definitely did. Yeah, I remember I buy them every time I was like going on holiday. I'd get a new Marion Keys. Lovely. <laughs> so Zachary Adams got in touch, and he said. I also had that Aladdin pencil case in the fourth grade. Definitely was the coolest kid in class with those pop-out compartments. Yeah, I'd love to see if I can get my hands on one of them. Might give it a try. Yeah, I feel like something in... That's a real eBay situation. Yeah. And then uh, CLC, call listener Charlie, got in touch saying, Speaking of Will Meller, he opened a new cost cutter in Nunhead last week. <laughs> Lovely. Good for him. Cost cutter. Wow. <laughs> we used to call that something else at university. A phrase that's probably now, I don't know, a gay slur. Cock. Oh. What? Cocksucker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, cock, cock, comma, is what I was thinking. <laughs> if you keep that in, any straight listeners out there, we're not allowed to, you're not allowed to use that phrase anymore because it is, it turns out homophobic. So there you are. Unless you're saying it in a positive way. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Encouraging. Yeah. So as ever, we love your feedback. Do get in touch on Instagram. Also, please rate and review us. I have noticed someone has given us a three-star review. They didn't write anything. They just gave us a three. I think that's worse than a one-star review. Yeah, I bet that's Michael. He's such a hater. Uh, Him just sending like a lukewarm... Do you think he's thinking, if I give one star, they'll know. Yeah. I'll hover around the middle. Just drag down that average. Yeah, we've got your number, Michael. That mean or median average, whatever it was. We'll call him out on it tonight. Okay, great. At book club. Okay, let's get into it. Yesterday was Eurovision. Mm. Whenever you're listening to this, it's just happened. We did it. So, Fraser and I, you know this, we live in Los Angeles. We went to a darkened bar on a 90 degree day at 12 noon. That's 12 noon to start watching Eurovision. We had a day. <laughs> we had a day followed by a night, actually, which we're not going to talk about. But yeah, there was we a lot a, going on. We really Billy Piper day and night. We did. It. We went to a night called Meat Rack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ben's wearing some merch from the Meat Rack right now. I love waking up the next day and being like, oh, I bought merch. And I'm just wearing it. It helps you decide <laughs> yeah, what to you, wear the next day. You really appeared out of the, the mist and just brandishing your Meat Rack t-shirt. It's great. I love a shop. <laughs> love to shop. Okay, so we went to Akbar in Silver Lake. It was fun because I didn't know what to expect. 
expect in terms of the crowd, mm. how many people were going to be there, bearing in mind it was like the hottest day of all time yesterday. Well, I what I really liked is that I wasn't sure what the setup was going to be in terms of, mm. you know, the layout. <laughs> and what it really was, was some people in the main bar area just kind of sitting around watching it on a, one television. And then the dance floor of, of Akbar had been turned into a kind of a viewing area with some really rickety fold-down seats yep. and a screen that felt like it was going to zip right back up at any moment. And and also, do you see they'd, they'd like... I don't know, photocopying stuck on the wall at jaunty angles, all the previous winners from previous years. But it was black and white, a black and white printout stuck up with solid tape. Really high quality decorations. For our American listeners, if you don't know what Eurovision is, it happens every year. Many European countries and beyond (laughs) Australia, UK, sadly, um, all compete. They enter a song and the winning nation from the previous year hosts. So this year it was in Turin in Italia. And we got a lot of drone shots, but we'll get into that in a sec. Well, we didn't get a lot of drone shots because that drone was CGI. Well, there was but it was a drone shot, shot with a CGI. CGI drone. <laughs> so, wait, before we even get into that, I need to shout out to a listener, Greg. So, I got, I get there, it's 12 noon, I get up to the bar, I'm like, do you know what? And that, that bar staff, they were on one, they mm. were really going for it. There was a guy standing at the bar, ordering at the dive bar that is Akbar an Aperol spritz. I was like, we are in Europe right now. So of course I started talking to him. He ended up coming sitting with us because his friends weren't there yet. Lovely guy called Greg. Hey, Greg. He's, he mentioned, he's American. He mentioned he'd been to Tea in the Park Oof. in Scotland, the Scottish festival and seen Sugar Babes. Then he said he'd been to Belfast to see Steps with the Venga Boys supporting. So at that point I said, hey, Greg, you might like our podcast. It's called You're Welcome America. And he stopped me. And he already follows us on Instagram. Don't know if he listens, but he does follow. We better listen to this episode, Greg. Yeah, you get a real personalised shout out. Oh, Sugar Babes at Tea in the Park. Do you think they did their dead Rocky cover of uh, the Kaiser Chiefs? Well, it was 2003. Ah, uh, that was pre that that dead Rocky cover of... Mm. Was it I Predict a Riot they did a cover of? <laughs> this is Future Fraser. I know that actually the Sugar Babes did a cover of I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor, not the Kaiser Chiefs. I'm so embarrassed. Who cares? Speaking of Kaiser Chiefs, I felt like we really, some, a few of the artists at Eurovision had a real throwback vibe. Speaking of, actually speaking of Kaiser Chiefs, one oh. of the hosts was Mika. <laughs> the hosts. <laughs> the hosts in Turin. There was Mika. Yep. St- doing solid work. Absolutely wonderful. Lovely, lovely solid colour kind of different looks that he was doing, mm. wasn't it? I think that was, I think that might be a Versace look he was wearing because mm. the other host, Italian Edina Menzel. <laughs> Edina Menzel. <laughs> She she was wearing Versace throughout. Yeah. So I saw Donatella post about it today. She, she looked like a kind of Versace superhero. European superhero is what mm. she looked like. Well, yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's the brand. We kept saying we wanted her to do the Italian version of I'm defying gravity. <laughs> she was great. She opened, well, no, the opening of the show, there was a, um, something about... Um, Peace and love and no war. Initially, I was kind of rolling my eyes, but then it was incredible. If you're just getting a text, you're getting a text from Italian Adina Menzel. Ciao. Eh? She was like, stop, stop slurring my good name. So the show opened in Turin with a really lovely peace kind of song. Yeah. Initially, we were definitely scoffing and then we found it incredibly moving. Yes. I was, I was like, we do need to heal the world. Yeah, it was actually, it was lovely. It was I mean, beautiful. Also, you know, drinking it. Noon was a, definitely a, a starter. What were you on at first? What was your first drink? I was having Modellos, having a lovely beer. That's That was clever. I started with the Bloody Mary and it was good. Well, also, do you know what I really liked is once we ended up talking to those 
uh, to those British people that sat in front of us, mm-hmm. he said that he tried to order pink gin at the bar, and he said that the bar the bartender said, "This is a local dive bar, sir. We don't have that." <laughs> So, well, let's talk about the audience around us. We've got Greg beside us. We've got our friend uh, from Armenia, whose name I cannot remember. Lovely guy. Yes. He made a few remarks during some of the performances about some of the other countries that I was a little unclear about whether we were getting a little too political. Oh, but fun. I just let that go. It's so, very Eurovision, isn't it? So we it? had some other Brits in front of us, some great guys from yep. London. Um, what else did we have going on? And there's the other man sitting in front. It, we ended up just weirdly in this, like, UK corner, which normally I wouldn't like, but they were really nice people. They were lovely UK people. We liked them a lot. There was the all this, the Swedish countries. Remember the three girls? Yes, they were amazing. They were all these three these three kind of ethereal Scandinavian girls who all had crimped their hair and had all of the Scandinavian country flags on their faces yes. and supported every Scandinavian country that was in there. And then what about the two who looked like... They were dressed, you you made the comment that there was the two that looked like they were dressed as a parody of people from Europe. Yes, they, it was insane. It looked like they, it was this, this guy and this girl and they looked, I think they were supporting, who were they supporting? Oh God, I can't remember. I, but they, yeah, they looked like an, if S- SNL did a sketch about Eurovision and like two Eurovision fans, that's what they would have dressed them like. They were wonderful. Some real angular, angular haircuts. And then through in the next room, I people from Belgium, people from Brazil, there was all kinds of things going on. I was very confused about that guy that had the Welsh flag, but also was screaming about Canada at one point, which oh. were not in the... <laughs> no. I was really confused by him. I I'd missed that. Yeah. So... The show, great, great stage, <laughs> wonderful, great staging. As as we we had a great side conversation where you were saying about really good camera work, and I was like, well, I I had you know during semifinals that some of the some of the camera work was pretty bad. So we talked about a production meeting that happened, a late night Get production meeting after one of the semifinals. <laughs> Get it together! <laughs> but yeah, no, it looked great. The lights were fantastic. There was a moment that was very. Cheryl, I don't care performance from um, X Factor, that giant lighting rig that just, I bet, God, I bet that was hot. You know what I mean? All those lights shining on them. Um, okay, so Eurovision, we'd had the semifinals, so it was 25 countries mm. in the final. I didn't know that there's this thing called the big five countries. So mm. Spain, Germany, France, Italy, and the UK automatically yep. get pushed through into the final. Yeah, it's and that's why we've had some garbage songs in the Eurovision. Well, Germany this year, yeah, because they got they got no points, nil point from both the professional jury and the audience. They got, <laughs> the whole of Europe yeah. and Australia gave them nil point. <laughs> I actually can't even remember what the German song it was, was. Like I think it was like a rap. I think there was a rap element Oof, to it. Yikes! Obviously, we're not going to go through performance by performance. Nah. You know, it started. There was a, a great country opened. Can't remember which country it was. They were they were good, unexpected. We were like, oh, this is fun, good start. And it was like, yada, yada. Oh, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. And then I looked on the running order and I was like, you know good, use of, good use of running order. <laughs> I was like, you know who's performing 10th? Spain. Mm. So we really were just getting ourselves ready for Spain. And so was the room. Because yeah. anytime they gave like a little, oh, because at the beginning of the show, all the, everyone came out. Almost like tributes at the beginning of the Hunger Games <laughs> or like at the beginning of the Running Man. Yes. Or like the beginning of Strictly. España. So when so they all came up with the flags and when España came out, the crowd and Akbar were like, wow. Yeah. It felt like we were all from different countries, but we were united by like, Faggotry? Yeah, gay, like, drag (laughs) adjacent performances really brought us all together. Because we need to talk about Chanel from Espana doing slow mo, 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 m
a, a horrible montage of how the rest of our day and evening went. It was all set to that song, as, <laughs> and literally going slower and slower, slower, more, Then me in bed like, ah! <laughs> signore, signore. <laughs> she really captured the hearts and minds of, of us. God, she's good. That dance break was fantastic. Well, first of all, she was wearing a very like, J-Lo goes to Europe catsuit, yes. like stage catsuit with cutouts. Um, Very she, Cat Valdez. <laughs> oh, is Marry Me going to feature in every episode from now I think on? So, so uh, she, I mean, strong outfit, great vocals, and then the dancing. Oh. So I was pleased because I think you had mentioned that every song had to be around three or three thirty. I can't remember. Yeah, there was a, there's a definite a cap on it. So I was concerned that she might get rid of the dance break, but no, no. Halfway through that performance, <laughs> she handed off that mic, and the crowd went wild. Oh, it was so good. So good. Oh. oh, I love her so much. I saw, I think I posted to my Instagram, she'd been in LA and she'd been to Millennium Dance Studio and she just was doing the choreography in like regular dance clothes. <laughs> Phenomenal. <She laughs> Millennium is, Dance Studio. Millennium. Millennium da- you're going to go to Millennium Dance <laughs> Studio? Really the, the US equivalent of Pineapple Dance Studio. It really is. is. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight. I will say that I really enjoyed Sweden. So yeah, because Sweden in the end they were very high. We'll get to the well. Everyone knows the scoring by now, but yeah, yeah. So what was it, she was sort of a bit? Well, she was very Swedish. She's very Swedish. She felt very much in the vein of like maybe I'm just saying this because of where they're from, but like it felt like the woman from the cardigans had like branched yeah. out on her own and was doing kind of like a yeah. There's no other word for it. It was just very Swedish. It felt like you know remember, remember that time when all pop songs were written by Swedish people. Yeah. It, it was that. It was like, oh, yeah, I can imagine this would have been given to any, like, UK pop starlet in, like, the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. And shout out to some other performances. Who were the Green Witches? Remember, there was a song. France. That was France. <laughs> so it was, everything went green, and then there was just, like, a sort of techno witch dance. And yeah. cauldrons, and a lot of... I think that was the one... I really got into it with our Armenian friend, like doing the hand, the, the <laughs> right. handography. It's a lot of like come hither and yeah. wishy-washy hand movements. Yeah, that one was like if witches, it was a kind of like a witchy kind of, a witchy folk rave yes. is how I described the French entry. It was the most, it was one of the most Eurovision songs. Was, Apart from that, the the banana one, which yeah. was just fine. So yeah, well, speaking of, there was that song, I can't remember what country it was, but they all wore masks and it was about bananas and the words Sub-woofer. came up on the screen and it it was pandering. It wasn't... Speaking of speaking of Sweden and pop stars written by, pop songs written by Swedish people, what? do you remember when that British guy tried to claim that one of the men in that Subwoofer band was Ben from A1? A1. I know. I'm not so sure about that. It was... Because I heard the rumour was <laughs> those people were the band that did that awful song years ago, What Did the Fox Say? Right. Oh, That's God. what I heard. But anyway, that song... So is he saying that Ben from A1 also did... What Did the Fox what Say? What Did the Fox Say? <laughs> Confusing. I didn't, yeah, I didn't love that song. I just felt, I didn't, I felt like they were doing a parody of Eurovision. Yeah. It wasn't, whereas France was like, it, it was very genuine, but it was also insane. You weren't into Italy where those two guys just singing each oh, other, remember? God. Yeah, it wasn't fun, but they were... For Italy, a very um, mask country, it was fun to have. It was quite yeah. a queer performance. Yeah, I know. It, it definitely, I, I definitely liked it for those reasons. But just the, my issue with some of the Eurovision entries is that they're too serious. I don't. I get that not every single one can be 
the song about bananas or like techno witchery or anything like that. But some of them are a little like, you know, too serious. I know what you mean. I like, know what you mean. Like there was that country where that was that really hot guy in like a big baggy jumper that was standing on some steps. Oh, that was very was, boring. Was he the one where they, they projected the broken heart in his face? No. It wasn't oh God, that one. no. I hated that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was really vocal about hating that one. I kept, I kept forgetting about it. And then every time I in the recaps, I saw it, I was like, oh, I hated that one. We should probably talk about UK's entry, shouldn't yeah. we? So. Oh, big mouth. We're <laughs> all teeth, all mouth. All teeth so, and mouth. Lovely teeth, though. Lovely teeth. If you're going to throw your head back and open it that wide to sing and laugh, you have to have some lovely teeth, and he really does. Well, talking of throwing your head back, the hair. Yeah. So wait, what's his name again? Sam Ryder. So Sam Ryder. Got that, that sound like a poor name. That very long hair that you really noted with our new British friends in the audience. He just done a slight little tussle to it. Yeah, he, he definitely has had it very straight for everything else I've seen, but it looked like... I, I feel like a curling wand had not really fully gone around it, but yeah. had just like whispered past the had front just, of it. Had just like <laughs> kissed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw that some friends back in the UK who are in the biz, in the music industry, had been sent like support packs where you could like watch at home and a wig was part oh, of right. it. And I did see people in the audience wearing wigs right. to support him. Okay. So his song, Spaceman, here's the thing. Do we like the song? No. But is it a great, strong Eurovision entry? Yes. Big, soaring. He's an amazing singer. Good for him. He didn't do... There wasn't much staging going on. He was just inside that kind of like metal claw thing. And it, it did flop down at one point, didn't it? And it, it flopped a little too quickly in a way like it was... It, was, it wasn't like electronically moved. It, it was like someone like, had pulled a rope. Exactly. It flopped down and like shook a bit. It didn't, it didn't look very sturdy. I was saying to you, the thing... The reason I like him so much is because he... It's done a really good like campaign leading up to Eurovision, which I've weirdly been monitoring and was just really enthusiastic in a very genuine way that mm. a lot of the UK people <laughs> entrants haven't always had. And I think the past few couple of years, we've had some real like people that are just a bit like cynical about it. He just really threw himself into the whole thing. And I think I said to you, I saw that video of Sweden and him in like a hotel bar and she was sitting on top of the piano and they were singing his song like Space Man together. And I was like, this is... I was like, I'm, yeah. I really like this. He seems like a nice man. As I described him halfway through the show, a happy chappy. Now, it's very, very kind of uh, unusual to play like a, oh. to play a Twitter reaction thing. But this is a, this is something that made me laugh because it also involves the Real Housewives. But this is a, a tweet that says, the gays trying to force themselves to enjoy the Sam Ryder Eurovision song. And then it's a little clip of Sheree Whitfield from the Real Housewives of Atlanta saying this. Definitely, I thought it was fun. I like the beat. <laughs> that really made me laugh because yeah. I, I thought that really summed up i was like the whole time it was going on i was like yeah yeah it's like this isn't for me this isn't for me but do you know what good on him so we need to also point out now the u.s is not part of eurovision so we had um <laughs> the kind of the portal from the u.s we had johnny weir yeah, hosting we, we were watching on peacock in Pe- on peacock and johnny Weir was wearing white and angel wings but I can't remember who pointed it out to me. Someone was like, I do not like that set. So it was like he was in the a slightly shit version of the Watch What Happens Live clubhouse. Yes. But with plants. Yes. And it made no sense because he was then dressed as a big white angel. Yeah, it was it was odd. Yeah. I was like, let's lean into it. Let's put him into a set that looks like heaven right. or clouds. Do you know what I mean? Or hell. Or hell, like yeah, <laughs> anything. Um, but he was super fun. He did a great job. I was thinking, who do you think... The UK equivalent of Johnny Weir is. Ooh. Because we should say to U- US listeners, no, well, to UK listeners, Johnny Weir, 
Olympian ice skater queer. So from Dancing on Ice. <laughs> I've got, I was thinking he's Tom Daly meets Rylan. <laughs> yes, very much. I like that Rylan was at Eurovision. Couldn't work out what he was doing there. I guess kept seeing him. He was part of the BBC coverage, maybe? I don't know. I saw a great picture of him that I showed you of him and Sam Ryder from the UK laughing and both of them just w- mouths wide with giant teeth, teeth, just teeth everywhere. Teeth and but mouths like, and hair. But I, you know, all those jokes about people from the UK with bad teeth. I was like, do you know what? Rylands look fake as hell, but at least they're straight and white. This is very true. <laughs> just how I like my men. No, <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, <laughs> straight white and Irish. <laughs> oh God, Let's yeah. stop that. Boo. Okay, so... Once we watch all 25 performances, we then... Um, there were some buffering issues via Peacock along the way. We're going to get into it properly mm, in a sec. Yeah. So we then have <laughs> the correspondence from throughout Europe saying, you know, like, the professional judging panel in Estonia give however many points. This is where things get real Hunger Games-y. Because it's like, <laughs> it's like as if the Hunger Games was beaming to all different capitals around... Yeah. Pan Am. Ooh, pulled the I name think, of that country out of my ass. Oh my god, I just remember I took a video of the, the woman from Spain. Oh, Let's yeah. see if I can find it in my phone. And I like that her CGI backdrop was her on the beach. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah, it was like on the beach at night. Oh yeah, she's wearing the, the correspondent in the in Spain, she's wearing like one shoulder poofy pink dress. Yeah. Oh she's bronzed and bronzed and sleek. Oh my god. <laughs> there was a woman somewhere, I don't want to, you know, necessarily discuss a woman's appearance, um, but there, I can't remember what country and she was wearing some just some low slung jeans and a top. Oh that one that, she was wearing like a body, wasn't she? She, really, she was wearing yeah she was wearing like a, a, a body black, a bloody body suit, suit. and then really low like slung jeans. It was, it was like she was in rehearsal. Very daytime. Yeah very daytime. <laughs> For the UK we had AJ, didn't we? Yes. Now I want to pitch some other ideas. Well, okay. actually, I also want to say, who do you think the music industry professional panel actually scoring all the countries should be in the UK? <laughs> okay. As in like, you know, the pers- the people in the UK judging, oh, I think let's give Estonia eight or whatever. Right. Uh, Nikki Chapman. Totally. That was my main thought. <laughs> I just thought Nikki Chapman and that's it. Right. Not Dr. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Has he been cancelled? Probably. Nikki's enough for everyone. <laughs> lovely Nikki Chapman and her scarf. Lovely Nikki and her scarf. <laughs> Always in a pashmina or a lovely scarf. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought instead of AJ, who did a great job, I would I would have loved Cheryl. Yes. Just like being really sincere. I mean like, I just want to say you've done a great show. It's been really good. <laughs> and I've stayed awake because I take me vitamin gummies available yeah. at boots.com. No bear, put them down. And they've got a safety cap you can't get at them. <laughs> Um, so Cheryl would have been great because someone said, who is it? Oh, our new friend, our new friend, Greg. He said, why doesn't Cheryl enter Eurovision? I was like, uh, Greg, I appreciate the support. Yeah, but, but let's all refer to Stand Up to Cancer performance. <laughs> oh, also when Greg said to us, oh, you must really like Totally Scott Lee. I'm like, Greg, are you, are you just, are you on our podcast? Are you the third host? So yeah, love, love the idea of like Cheryl doing it. Really, it should have been Rylan. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It was strange that it wasn't, but I guess he was there. I guess doing something. He had to do something for BBC or something. I don't know. Just like a runner or something. <laughs> do you think he was on you, camera? Yeah, he was just yeah. He was like floor managing. Floor. <laughs> a great floor manager. Yeah, he's got the right energy for a floor manager. Yeah, for sure. No one would say no to him. He'd be very positive and upbeat, but forceful. <laughs> so at this point in the game, oh well, yeah. well, some scoring. We got straight off the bat. We had a lot of dues points for Spain, so I was very yeah. excited for Chanel. Yeah, it felt it felt like the first kind of wave of points was going towards Spain and the UK, which was exciting because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, we're from the UK and we loved Spain, so it was like a nice kind of like 
And then I felt like Sweden was getting a lot of points. I yeah. felt very, it felt good. I mean, I'm still amazed that Germany I know. gave the UK 12 points. Yeah. I was quite, I, the whole, without wanting to get into it all, I did think that UK would really suffer because of political things that have happened the right. past few years that we don't need to mention. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm going to out myself, I didn't want the UK to win because I don't think it sends a great message to Europe. Um, <laughs> but uh, they didn't, so whatever. Yeah, and also extracting that, I feel like that's not fair to... So, not so for Sam. Lovely Teethy McGee. Like, he, he, Sam, he really... Yeah, Sam? Sam. He did a lovely job. He did. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, at this point in the show, though... <laughs> yeah, there was a glitch in the Matrix. There really was. So, we lost... We lost the feed. We lost the feed. <laughs> we lost Turin. Oh, bearing in mind at this point as well, the the main bar area with like just that little TV above. Imagine being in a weird bar at an airport and it's like an old TV screen hanging that shows you the departures. <laughs> yes, like it was very much a departure screen. So that was that was maybe like two minutes behind our feed in the main <laughs> dance area. But yeah, it went down. Yeah, we lost Turin. So what happened is... The whole bar, the whole bar, like capacity, all squeezed into one room instead of over two, and it was really busy. It was quite something. I got stuck beside the ATM. Yeah, like in I, the corner. I actually at one point I tried to remember when I tried to come over to you, and I was trying to get past that guy, and I, he he literally he just went. There's nowhere for me to go, and I was like, I I understand. Yeah, I just went to sat in the other room. So I had a lovely <laughs> moment because it started then going wrong in that room. Oh, because remember the note that got passed around? Yes, of course. Wait, I took a picture of it. Yeah, it, it was, was. We were instructed to all turn off our wi-fi because it was it was messing with the, <laughs> please, the feed please turn off your wi-fi and or disconnect from akbar's wi-fi less buffering and there was a heart and we had to pass that round yeah Just pass it on a written pass note i had the guy actually asking for a sharpie oh i that man in the in that lovely uh color block outfit did you see him no i didn't he was really running he was he's i think he was in charge of the event he looked very stressed yeah at one point people were screaming People were screaming to turn off their Wi-Fi, but I was standing near the bar and I heard the bar staff going, we've checked the Wi-Fi. So there was like a real, like, there was a real misunderstanding happening. They thought the crowd had turned on them, but the crowd was turning on itself. Meanwhile, (laughs) meanwhile, my bar diva, she'd she'd sold so many Aperol spritz, they had to go out and get another bottle, she told me. (laughs) Yeah, had to get another bottle. Okay, so we all packed. Bloody euros in having the Aperol spritz. So um, we we all packed through to the next room. I was by the ATM. I could see the screen, but then that screen went down, but it's fine because I was beside a woman from Spain who then started streaming on her phone, her cracked iPhone. So three of us huddled around that yeah which was very exciting i got very overwhelmed so i went and sat in the empty like air-conditioned viewing area that had gone down and i just sat on a folding chair like in in an empty room and people were clustered together watching on their phones so i just sat down next to this other woman and we and we were just listening into people talking about the results and then lo and behold the bloody screen came back on and i was in a great place the screen came back oh we also forgot to mention at some point pizza was appeared oh yeah and that got handed slices of pizza The Armenian man just was like, I just have this bit of pizza. Yeah. And we were just like, well, I really and, needed it at that point like as well. And it was like a perfect big slice of pizza that was already cut in two. It yeah, was really made for it's us. It's like he'd done it for us. Ah, oh, that was nice. And then, I, I, were they giving that away for free? I couldn't quite understand no, what I, he was saying because it was so loud. And like, and then the people in front of us and they got pizza and I was trying to listen in and I couldn't hear them whether they yeah. were talking about whether they got it for free. But I did go, when we went outside, I saw just a big stack of pizza boxes. Meanwhile, in the other bar <laughs> where I was still stuck beside the ATM slash cash machine, there was a, a British woman who was our enemy. And she said, I could just hear her saying like, oh, come on, can't keep on watching it like this. Come on. I was like, 
what are you going to do about it then? Like, yeah. You're going to fix it? What are you going to do? I was like, listen, if you do live here, get back on that freeway to Santa Monica where you live, okay, sweetheart. <laughs> and if you don't, pop on that flight back to Heathrow. No one's interested in your shit. And then someone told us that the right, one of the writers yeah, of the I, song I, Space I, Man... I feel like someone was lying to me. At one point, I talked to this guy in, the, in the, the scary busy bar. I was like standing next to this guy. Yeah, and he... I, I said something, I don't know. And he's like, oh, I'm just here supporting my friend. He wrote the UK entry. I was like, what? And I really think, I do think he, I think he was telling the truth because he was like, he was zooming in. I was, because I was standing right next to him. I was watching his phone. He was zooming in, taking reaction videos of this one, this one guy. Yeah. Who was sitting with those really, really awful people at the bar. Um, and I, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I believe him because he did look sense. quite emotional when the UK was like going up there. Hey, he wrote a strong Eurovision song. Yeah. Again, not for us, but it up, did well. Up in space. Perfect for that big wide mouth. Perfect for a career that is going to be going straight into We Will Rock You. you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. <laughs> Sam, his name's Sam. Sam. Keep forgetting it. Sam. Sam. Oh, Sam, he's a real happy chappy. Right, Sam. It's funny, he's not a space cadet. He's down in the earth, he's in Turin. <laughs> I love, so the second part of the point system, once we've gone to like AJ and Rylan and all the, you know, the women in the bodysuit, the low cut jeans, and we've got all the country's points. We then, Eurovision fans, you full well know, there's the audience vote. Yes. And so that was fun when it started going, I love the way they did it with the graphics. I yeah. can't describe it, but I'm definitely going to steal that for a show that I developed. It felt, yeah, it felt very like an election. Mm. It felt like election graphics from like a stupid news channel. But really, and I really, liked that the whole time it was all set to like a, there was basically like a heartbeat sound effect happening the whole time. Yeah. Like, bum, bum. Yeah, totally. Bum, bum. Like it was really exciting. Yeah. So that was very fun. And yeah, when it got to Ukraine, they had they got given like <laughs> five gazillion points, points and it was lovely. <laughs> yeah, it was actually a very rallying moment in a place where everyone had already rallied around so many other people as well. It was very, apart from a few stray people from the UK, there was a very supportive atmosphere for like everyone yeah. in that bar, wasn't there? And it was also, nice. we're, we're only pointing out, we, there were some lovely people from the UK who we befriended and yeah. were great. Uh, but yeah, just those, those couple of, uh, yeah. Rogue ones. A couple of rogue <laughs> ones. Back to Santa Monica. And uh, yeah, no, it was people, I genuinely adored being in an environment where it was people quite literally from all over the world, <laughs> a real ragtag, and there's pizza flying about, and there's AV issues, there's an Aperol spritz going on. It's just all happening. I have to say it was very confusing to... Uh, one of the things that people don't realise about bars in Los Angeles is that they are essentially all windowless. It's very rare that you get an actual like dive bar that has windows. Right? Yeah, that's very they're true. All, they're all windowless. So the, we had the very bizarre sensation of pushing open a door and stepping into incredibly boiling hot, bright sunshine at like 4 p.m. It, and I was like kind of drunk. It was, it felt it felt like being back in the UK for like some, I don't know. I, I just feel like I haven't done day drinking in such a long time. Yeah. It felt, oh, it felt great. And shout out to Akbar's AC system because it was wonderfully cool in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, it was lovely. So yeah, so Ukraine won. Wonderful moment for everyone. Really, really happy about it. But as you said, yeah, we, we really like... Put, like that bit in in Spice World, the movie, yes, where Alan coming, come on and do it. it. And he like, yeah, there's just a few fans outside and he like hits the door and it's like, ah! so we go out like, yeah, absolutely boiling hot. Of course, it's time for me to have my coffee, either either a coffee or a nap, one or t'other, if not both. We go to get a coffee, but we're still like the Eurovision, like, whoa, we're going to that hip coffee shop where 
Everything's very quiet. Oh, yeah, it was all like white and light wood. And, yeah. and people just like gently sipping a, yeah. a coffee. Tapping away in like a map <laughs> Two cold brews. <laughs> We've been watching Eurovision. Yeah, yeah I definitely <laughs> felt my accent had slipped back to its original form yesterday. Yeah. Really strange. Yeah. So we had a wonderful day. We did. Had a burger, had a nap, went out, drank loads. Had yeah. a good time. I kissed a stranger. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it all <laughs> happened. Now, the, meat rack. the big question is, and we're not going to be able to answer it, but what is... Actually, well, they just did it. <laughs> what is the US equivalent of Eurovision? They did that weird state by state thing. That yeah, they tried to do it in a NBC. Real flop. It's clearly not going to happen again. That's fine. <laughs> okay, let's throw out some ideas though. What really does the country rally around? Oh, wait a minute. Is it the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, it can't be. What about the Super Bowl when JLo performed? I mean, she was pretty <laughs> Chanel like. <laughs> I guess it's kind of a. I guess something that unites all of the states. In, in, and comes together is the same as all of the countries of Europe coming together for uh, something, right? Yeah. Because it's kind of like, we're looking at the same kind of landmass, I guess. Yeah, I don't want to say an election because that, that well, worries me. No, no, God, I wasn't going towards okay, an election. Okay. I wasn't going towards anything. I was just, I'm, I'm mm, just, just doing kind of a, like a brainstorm just as we talk. Chewing the fat over there. Just chewing the fat. Yeah, chewing the fat. So what, what does bring, and I guess the Super Bowl is a national event. Yes, people quite often, well, no, people very often make food they host a party (laughs) it's like a real thing i mean the country america's the united states is so huge that it is like europe it's too huge too big it's too big so yeah we think that the u.s equivalent (laughs) of eurovision is the super bowl you're welcome Okay, it is time for the Naview, our Avatar updates, all leading up to the release of Avatar 2 this December. God, it's only May. This is sad. Very sad. We can, do you know what? Let's swap out every now and then. If there are no updates, we'll do welcome, not welcome. If there are <laughs> updates, we'll do this. Well, update is, I saw that trailer at the cinema. Did you? Yeah. Okay, so the Avatar 2, The Way of Water, the trailer is out. You saw it at the cinema. You got the full-on experience. I did. I was I was at the Alamo Draft House to watch mm. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, God. And, uh, oh, my God, I thought about you so many times during the film. <laughs> there was times where I was laughing, thinking about you watching Doctor Strange and how funny it would be to see you watch it because it was so stupid and you would have been so angry. I, yeah, I, you, you, you featured in my thoughts a lot, but... Good. Yeah, I saw the Avatar 2 trailer. Now, how was that experience? I mean, it was on the big screen. It was pretty pretty magic. What was the audience reaction? Um, Nothing. I'd say <laughs> lukewarm at best. <laughs> that water, that way of water yeah, is completely. lukewarm. If anything, it was just George kind of pinching me and like jabbing me and going like, oh, look, Avatar 2, you love it. <laughs> So it, I I definitely think that the music used in it is like being a gorgeous spa. Well, it it's a spa remix of the Titanic theme. It's literally like what well, the da, da, da. it sounds just like the beginning of My Heart Will Go On. I guess I guess <laughs> it's like a panpipe spa remix of My Heart Will Go On. Maybe I could which have is, like you know, James Cameron. Maybe I could have like a Navi facial. Do you know what I mean? They put on like blue stuff and it exfoliates and stuff. And it's from like a different planet. Right. I'm into that. The Navi facial. The Navi facial. So in the trailer, it's a lot of water. I mean, again, I saw the, the original movie 25 years ago, whenever it was out on DVD on a small screen. Does it look different? Nah. <laughs> it looks... I my, my thing is that I feel like computer games have got 
so sophisticated, even in the time since Avatar was released, that now Avatars all look like video games and not, I'm like not that impressed with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because, you know, you know, listen, I'm going to be open and honest here. You know that I love computer games and you know that I do watch people playing games on YouTube. And yeah, like modern computer games literally look like Avatar. Like it's not. That's true. It's no, it's nothing kind of exciting about it. Isn't the thing everyone's like, yeah, but to do CGI hair, that's the final frontier. And then to do CGI water, that's the real final frontier. And they're doing both at the same time. You see Aquaman. They had to really get around that in Aquaman. Oh, did they? Remember, they kept going into like... I never like, saw it. Oh, were you not with this one? We no. saw it in Pub Springs. I stayed, I stayed at the house. <laughs> I was like, you go. There was a lot of them walking into like air pockets to talk because they... So that they could not be in the water fair. the whole time. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so what happens in the trailer? There's some bow and arrows. There's some sort of weird dragon flying creature that we both laughed at as a shot that made me sick to my stomach because you know i'm scared of the ocean that shot of one of the navi holding hands with a whale underwater that made me want to throw up with <laughs> fear and disgust it's horrible i forgot you are against the whales <laughs> against everything in the fucking ocean did it's you, honestly going to be a horror show for me to watch. Did this. you ever go to SeaWorld as a kid? No, no. never. I, I, I honestly have always been very scared of the ocean and the creatures that dwell with therein. So like, I, we've definitely talked about this before that swimming with dolphins is truly one of my worst nightmares come true. I'm never going to do it. I, the thought of them coming up behind me in the water. <laughs> Total side note. I was going to a, um, a, a cafe the other day to work. As I was walking there, it was like gorgeous in South Pasadena, gorgeous trees. A bird attacked me. And I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. A bird from a tree was pissed with me walking by. And it started flying towards me and like trying to destroy it. And then it started to try and peck my head. I had to run. <laughs> And I ran, wow. and then it caught up with me and started doing it again. I was like, what's your problem? A very Avatar situation. I know. And you get saved by the Na'vi. No. Someone coming in and being like, Me do not do say. It's my Na'vi impression. It's also a little bit Yoda-like. Remember last oh, was, night? Oh, no, yeah. no, we were doing, uh, what's his name? No, it was, no, last <laughs> night I was, I was doing my audition for random Star Wars background artist dressed as monster space alien that talks in an alien language. I mean, we'd had a long day. In the background of the cantina, just literally going, So those are our Avatar 2 updates. Let's see what happens. And also, some of the reaction online has been really fun and appropriate, I would say. <laughs> yes. So that's been our episode. As ever, get in touch with us. Give yep. us some feedback. Thanks for listening. Bye. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.